You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Welcome back to the Rock Your Life Podcast. I am Chasta, your host. Thank you so much for being here. If it's your first time, welcome. If you're a return customer, thank you so much for being back with me today. I have a really cool conversation on the docket today with a guy named Mickey Darius. Now, we all lost a lot of things in the pandemic. That goes without saying, right? But if you look closely, maybe there were a few things that you gained. And I actually gained a couple of friendships through the pandemic through Zoom. It's a very odd thing. But this guy, Mickey Darius, came into my life because he and I worked together on some support for local music venues. He's a music mover and shaker here in the Bay Area. And so we were trying to help out the venues, raise money, and we did a couple of projects together. And so we spent a lot of time chatting about those projects on Zoom. And all of a sudden, we found ourselves in this very cool friendship because he's a very, very cool guy. And he quickly became sort of the sounding board for important stuff in my life through those conversations. And as you'll hear me talk about in this interview, uh, several months ago, he kind of said something to me that really stuck in my brain and still does. I think about it really every day whenever I'm trying to be positive or thinking about things that are hard to get past in my life or whatever. And I don't want to go into it here because I go into it in the interview, but it became a really important piece of advice that I kind of live by these days. So we're going to talk about balancing the dark and the light within us. So balancing positivity and learning from dark things, learning from negativity, acknowledging those things and trying to turn them into something good. So that's the basis of the conversation. So let's get to it. Please welcome my dear friend now, Mickey Darius to the Rock Your Life podcast. Mickey, thank you so much for being with me today. It is so awesome. We are finally sitting down to do this together. Yeah, thanks so much, Chasta. You know, we've talked about a lot of these things that we're going to discuss today a bunch. So, you know, it seems uh, it seems appropriate that we're finally sitting down to kind of have this be what specifically what we're talking about and not kind of accents Exactly. To, uh, to other conversations. Yeah, it's funny, Mickey, because we we haven't even known each other. I don't even think a year yet, uh, maybe close to a year, but I feel like you've known you my whole life. Every conversation we have privately, I always say like, God, this should be a podcast because we just have the most powerful, <laughs> impactful conversations. I swear, I think we were separated at birth or something. It's very strange. It's especially everything that's happened over this last year. Connections with people are things that I've really been paying attention to. Um, yeah. And it goes both ways. Some people that I thought I had a really close connection to and realizing like when, you know, when the poop hit the fan, like those yeah. weren't necessarily the people that we were not even that it was bad, but we just didn't have that, that bond. I didn't turn to them for that strength or that comfort or this and that yet, uh, you know, you, someone who I've known for such a short amount of time, haven't actually met in person yeah. yet. There are, I mean, I don't go more than a few days where something doesn't make me think about you or something that we've talked about doesn't really like strike a chord with me or I kind of revisit it. So it's so refreshing to uh, have someone that I can speak with so casually but also about like topics that have such gravity and such importance. And that's exactly it, Mickey. Like that's why we connected um, so deeply so quickly because you and I met over work we were trying to do and still 
continue to try to do to help out the um, venues here in the Bay Area. You are a mover and shaker in every way. Um, I mean, you've got your own record label. If my uh, viewers and listeners here are a part of the Soundwaves TV family, if you guys pay attention, you've seen Mickey on Soundwaves TV several times now talking about Broken Clover Records and you run this you know, re incredible record label uh, where you really support your artists in the best way, fronting you know, the, the money to get them paid for their art and then you make it up on the back end, which I think is one of the most spectacular things about you. So, you know, you're doing that and you're helping like the IVA, the Independent Venue Alliance, which is how we met trying to, you know, support the venue. So, you know, and I've watched you on, you know, social media, like if there's a cause to be fought, like you were the first person out on the streets fighting for that said cause, like, and you and I bond in that way, like really wanting to get in and just do the damn work, right? Not talk about it, not, you know, give a little money, but like walk in the walk. And I so respect you for that. So that is why I think you and I connected so quickly. Indeed. I think kind of in, in addition to that, both of us, and not to at all paint this in a poor me uh, on either side, but both of us having come from struggle, unique struggles, but realize the importance of like not punching down, you know, always yeah. looking to like how, you know, and I think that's kind of been a, a fundamental part of everything that we've been looking at over this past year, just seeing on top of everything we've been navigating through COVID, just dealing with so many of the inequities uh, between how even COVID is dealt with, but then also just trickling down everything from race to gender to sexuality, all of these things that um, it just, you know, it feels like uh, you and I share this understanding or appreciation of, you know, always kind of looking out for those that need help. And that really like just we collectively kind of only as strong as our weakest link. And like, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter who is succeeding to what level, leaving nobody behind. Like we're only, you know, our baseline is wherever the bottom person is. And I think you and I both really mm -hmm fundamentally not just kind of say that but truly believe it and feel it and live it amen that is so beautifully said that is exactly right and i have to give you credit mickey because um you said something to me in an, in a private conversation um back around like november december i feel like it was around christmas time because it was after i had covid and you and i were just talking about like you know, going for it. And I was like, you know, in one of my like speech moments about like pushing through and positivity and all this stuff. And you were like, this is what you're, su you're such a good balancer for me. Cause this is where you're like, but hold on, let's process this. Like, yes, positive. Yes. Go, but don't just power through all this shit. Like, don't just like power through and just put like a positivity coat of paint on it. Like you need to process what you're going through. And like, you know, acknowledge that dark stuff and acknowledge those moments. And it was such a slap in the face in the best way for me, Mickey. And I needed it. I needed it. I always need that um, because I can sort of put my head down and just go, all right, like, I'm just going to work as hard as I can. And I'm not going to like, you know, even look up or breathe. I'm just going to go, go, go. And you're a real good ying to my yang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're very, you're very good at that. And I appreciate that role in my life. Cause I, I need people like that. My husband's very good at doing that for me. You're very good at doing that for me. And people who are close to me know that I need that. Um, so that's why I wanted to really focus on that idea today about the, the good and bad, the dark, the light, you know, that balance mm -hmm. that we all strive for. Um, because since you said that to me, I keep it at the forefront of my mind. Like when I'm going something through something, and I just want to focus on the pretty and the light and like positivity, positivity. I try to shine the light on what's really going on because of you. So thank you for that. Absolutely. I mean, I think, again, you know, one of the things that's so unique and so special about our relationship, uh, and I think even it goes beyond just how we are to each other, but what we try and do with other people is you know, really, but paying attention and like picking up on the little things. And when there are 
kind of offering other viewpoints, it's very rarely, if ever, in a challenging way, but more of like, oh, you know, that made me think about this. What about this? And it's like, there's a way to do devil's advocate that feels unconstructive. And it's more Mm -hmm. of just like, well, I didn't get my point across, but when you and I talk and I think that, you know, I try and have this, you know, be how I engage with other people as well. And I very much think that you're the same, just like offering other viewpoints that again, it's not trying to challenge necessarily, not challenge in a butting heads way, way. but just like, how can we both grow? Like, you know, you bring points up. It feels like a constant evolution. Like you kind of say something that piles on the last thing I talked about. And I kind of say something and it, you know, it never feels like a, oh, well, what about this to try and combat what you said, but more like, how can we add things on top of each other and build off of each other instead of like building, you know, having these two separate things, but very much, I mean, I not even remotely always successful in this, but it just really kind of seeing the importance, vital importance of seeing the negative and the positive as kind of two sides of the same coin. That one, obviously we don't want the negatives, but it's, part of the whole thing. There's no positives without the negatives. The positives are accentuated by seeing the negatives and seeing the disparity between the two. How can I grow from down here up to up here? How can I, and really kind of shines a light on both and that the negative, well, obviously, you know, in the name, you know, there, there's negative to it, but it it's what offsets the positive and allows the positive to really shine and shows us kind of, you know, through our mistakes, you know, how we can improve, how we can personally be better, how we can better lead by example to other people. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you know, just the relationship that we have, it helped me further kind of process this idea in my head as well of really trying to almost mitigate the pain by focusing on the negatives because you can't get through the trauma. You can't get through the hurt and the pain without kind of embracing it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's just, I feel I've gotten And it's lot. not the easiest thing to do always, obviously. Oh, hell no. It's... I mean, it's kind of the worst. I yeah. mean, being like, <laughs> I mean, to kind of take it way back a bit. So when I, I mean, you know that I've had my, my struggles, I still have struggles with my relationship with alcohol. And yeah. when I quit drinking, I had kind of been under this impression, like, oh, cool. Everything's going to get better. Like I've cut out this bad thing, not realizing that Nope. It just means that I now have the tools to better dive into all this bullshit and <laughs> grapple with it. And right. like, it's not that I'm removing the problem. It's now that I'm giving myself clarity to actually go in and deal with this negativity, deal with all the issues. So kind of using that model of like, it's a weird thing to like embrace the dark and embrace the pain, but really you can't get through it. I don't think until you do, like you have to stare it in the face to see what it is, see the shape of it. Sometimes you realize it's much bigger than you thought. And it requires more focus or requires good friends. You know, I need shit. I need to call up Chasta because I cannot get through this myself. This is bigger than I had thought. Or on the flip, oh my God, I've inflated it this big. Now that I'm looking at it, oh man, this is actually really manageable. And I totally have all of the tools to get through it, but it really requires, I think, uh, a comfortability with some of the darkness. And I think also folks that maybe have come from challenging pasts have a little bit more of a, uh, a, a leg up on this because they've just kind of been around some of these challenging scenarios a bit more. But yeah, I mean, to kind of circle back, I have found it so fundamentally helpful for me and talking with other friends, you know, you and a couple of other people really kind of looking at this mentality of really embracing the darkness. Cause actually, if anything, it's accentuating the light and helping to get through the darkness to kind of put it past us. It's true. You know, there's this term that's come up a whole bunch. It seems like in the last year as well, toxic positivity. Um, and when I first heard that term, 
I was, I almost took offense to it because I consider myself a, a positive person just by nature. Like I, that's just my first, my, it's weird. I said this on the very last episode that I did of this podcast. Cause it's true. Like I have, I am, I am completely opposite in my brain. I'm like my first response. If something feels like it's going bad, I go way off the rails to the worst it could be. But in everyday life, I'm also very positive. And I always like look for the positive, look for the light, look for, you know, the good. So when I heard the term toxic positivity, at first, I almost took offense to it thinking like, how, how could positivity be toxic? And it wasn't until you sort of said that statement to me several months ago, where I was like, I get it now, like just painting over something with positivity and not dealing with it. That's where it becomes toxic because all you're doing is burying your stuff. All you're doing is lifting up the rug and shoving stuff underneath it. And, and it, and it sits there like with my dad's death, you know, for the longest time I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm grieving and I'm, and I was feeling horribly sad, but I wasn't realizing the impact it really was having on me with this darkness side of my brain that, you know, because of my dad's death being so quick and so unexpected, it was, it was worst case scenario. Right. And so now what I do, which is what I talked about on the last episode, what I do is if I feel like something dark could happen, I go as off the rails as I can as a protective sort of barrier to myself that like, no matter what happens, it can't be worse than what I just imagined. And I, I I'm sure I've, I should have gone to therapy after my dad died and never did, but I think I would have gotten to this place a lot, a lot sooner than 15 years had I done that. Cause I'm just now figuring this stuff about. Totally. I mean, it's there. I mean, there's a bunch to kind of unpack there. I mean, just talking on the therapy side, I mean, there's such a, whether or not this was the reason at all reason or not for you, but you know, just such a stigma around like looking for help that uh, signs mm-hmm. of weakness. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine even more so, and I can't speak to your experience, but maybe even more so with women where like, Oh, of course you need outside help or this and that. And knowing how, what a self-starter you are and what a like kind of middle fingers you extend to the world. Like, no, I got this. Right. Like, you know what? I don't need help. I am a strong woman. I'm this and that. But I mean, there's such a, unfortunately, just a lot of pushback and resistance around asking for help around, you know, with these Big things. It's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate because really, yeah, that reaching out and talking about these things and kind of laying it out clearly in front of you is the way that we really kind of, or at least maybe not the way to get through these things, but it certainly is one of the most helpful and clear cut ways to kind of get through is yeah, that like extending that hand and reach, you know, and being able to talk with someone and lay that darkness out clearly. Cause frequently, even if you can explain it to yourself, like, Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm going through the dark to get to the light when you're by yourself. Like it's so easy to get overwhelmed and inflate these small things into much bigger than they are, or on the flip shrink things that really should get a lot of intention just to kind of get past them. Um, yeah. So, and you know, proving that- to yourself that you can, right. It's like proving like that was part of the grief part. It was like, I, I kept thinking to myself, you know, and, and I'm actually processing this in <clears throat> real time with you right now, but like, looking back, I keep thinking, I kept thinking like, I, why can't I get through this? People grieve all the time. Like, you know, people lose people every day. Their, you know, parents or their children or siblings or whatever, like this is just part of life. And so I just kept saying like, just, just deal with it. And, and I wanted to be strong. I don't even know if for everybody else, but even just for myself to like prove to myself that I was like, I don't know, tough enough to get through it, which is so absurd to say out loud now. But I think that's sort of how I was subconsciously dealing with it, which is crazy. It, on one hand, you know, is crazy. On the other hand, like it makes so much sense. Yeah, I guess as we all do it or most of us do it. And I mean, part of it, I think is that like, 
okay, I'm getting through this. That must mean I'm okay. Like, because I don't actually, I don't actually know if I'm okay or not. This is all brand new. I've never had, you know, in your case, never had a dad die before. Right. And so, you know, not even knowing whether or not you really are okay or aren't okay. You know, it's one of those things too, like I'm going to transition into mommyhood here. Um, mm-hmm. And this may be a parenthood thing. I don't know that this is necessarily a momhood thing because uh, dads might have this too, but like, you know, the, the pressure to, to do it all is another thing where you don't want to ask for help. It's like the mom guilt thing. Like I should be able to do all of the things, but the truth is, you know, is that we have a lot going on. I mean, you and I, especially it seems because we take on all kinds of stuff, but we have just as people these days in 2021, we have a lot that we try to do, you know, and as women specifically, because I can speak on that behalf, you know, now we are moms full-time and we're working full-time as well. And we're trying to keep the house up full-time as well. And, you know, just to admit that's a dumb word, but that's the truth to admit that I have help like four to six hours a week. I have Sydney come over and help with my son or help with me with my website or edit a podcast or whatever. Like that felt like a weakness for a while. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, why do we put this mountain of pressure on ourselves to prove to ourselves and to the world that like we can do it all when we shouldn't have to do it all. There are so many examples of this that cause frustration, but not only were you got you guys being women and moms first to be laid off and, you know, mm-hmm. it's through COVID really kind mm-hmm. of got the brunt of, I mean, this is crazy to even say, but only just getting to the point of like, and there's not equal yet, but kind of close-ish, Ish. you know, <laughs> yeah. getting- or at least uh, having the conversation, right? Pay, pay gaps, this and that, and kind right. of, but then all of a sudden then COVID hit, it's like, oh, never mind. That's completely like dashed to the show, you know, like that's gone. And then, okay, well now there's these, you know, mothers, whether single mothers or not now tackling all this stuff. And like when fathers, oh yeah, well, I got help for this. It's expected because I'm having this job, this and that. Yeah. Like exactly like you said, there's this unspoken thing. Like you should be able to shoulder everything though. Like you, since you're the mom, like what, like not only are we not, we're giving you the, you know, the, the fuzzy end of the lollipop on the work side, but then on the home side, throwing the like lopsided expectations there. It's absolutely maddening. Uh, I mean, how you and other moms and just other women haven't just started shanking every <laughs> around you is beyond me. Well, if you watch those crime shows like Snapped, we have some of us. <laughs> it's terrible. It, you know, and I don't want to say that moms do it all and guys don't because I know so many <laughs> devoted fathers. I mean, you are so wonderful with your girlfriend, uh, you know, and her daughter. And, and it's important to have those supportive people in our lives, be it men, women, partners. It, it doesn't matter which way you sway there, you know, just to have somebody else in the household that's like doing the things and helping out and, you you know, not expecting you to hold down the brunt of everything in the world on your shoulders. And that has been part of this podcast too, is just speaking truth into something and admitting out loud, not just to me, but to the world, like, it's okay. I'm saying that it's okay that I don't do it all. And it's okay that I had a hard time with my dad's death. And it's okay for this, that, and the other thing, because the whole point is to make somebody else feel a little less alone in the world for whatever they're dealing with too. And in the last year, we've all dealt with an insane amount of shit (laughs) that we never saw coming. Yeah. And it's okay to have a hard time with that. It's okay. Well, and I found kind of by allowing that personal room for failure or success and then everything in between. Cause not everything, even if you missed the goal, that's not necessarily a failure. Or even if you hit the goal, that's not necessarily a success because maybe there was, 
you know, mislined. I thought that was the real target and it's actually not, but allowing yourself those kind of flexibilities, at least for me, I have found over this past year, like really where some of my strengths lie that I didn't know, like, oh, whoa, like I'm actually gotten particularly good at this. Maybe I don't actually need as much help in this particular area as I thought I did. Like I can be a little bit more self-confidence in this. And it's actually helped through all of just the mayhem and pain and fear found areas like, holy shit, turns out I'm actually pretty good at this. And, you know, not only do I feel confident now in this, but other people are actually being like, oh, you know, I'm finding these strengths. And then on the flip, like things that maybe whether I might have had insecurities about them or maybe thought, I was, you know, particularly good at a certain thing over this past year, but like, oh, guess not. Not as bad as I thought I was. And either realizing that, you know, I could stand to put in some more personal work on that, or you know what? I hate it and it feels weird, but will you help me? Mm-hmm. And you know, kind of like th- that learning where I need help and learning where I can actually stand on my own two legs uh better than actually asking for help. Those have been some of the the biggest kind of benefits that have come from this past year. Yeah. Realizing the things I suck at and realizing the things that, you know, I really, you know, not only care about, but I'm good at. And then that's kind of helped also my support, kind of the support network. Everyone's kind of figuring out how they can best help, you know, well, hopefully is figuring out how best they can help, you know, the folks around them as well. You know, not just like, okay, cool. I was able to put my life raft on or my life vest on. But like, turns out I'm really good at this particular kind of assistance. So I can now help, you know, this group or this person, you know, again, in that kind of like light versus dark kind of thing, it's a lot easier to find maybe where bits of light are that we didn't even think were there. So maybe these strengths, uh, you know, personal strengths or seeing, seeing good in other people that we wouldn't normally allow ourselves to do by really kind of facing some of these darker things. It allows us to kind of open up and be a little bit, if we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and allow ourselves to really see it enables us to be able to move forward past these things, like embracing the pain or embracing the dark. Like, I feel like it really helps propel us to what the good, you know, what that next chapter is. Again, it's not saying that you, you love the bad things or, you know, chasing them, but at least enabling yourself or allowing yourself to feel them and go through these things to be able to work past them. Exactly. And I think it makes the better even better, if that makes sense. It's like when we get better, we're starting to heal, right? Um, And come out of this, you know, in some way. It's not going to be completely normal, I don't think. Um, or what I we mean, what even it is, normal. I don't even right. know what, no, you know. No like, one does. Yeah. No, we don't know. Uh, and what you we know, call normal, we don't want to. I mean, I think you and I've talked about this, you know, a lot of what we have called normal in the past, just seeing behavioral stuff of how people treat each other is, you know, we don't want to just go back to normal. And it's so right. I mean, the desire is so like, Oh, can't we just go back to what's familiar? Can I just right, go back right. to something that I know, yeah. but so much of what we knew and so much of what we were familiar with, it would really behoove us to actually, Make again, take a long look at it and be like, that's maybe not what we want to replicate. And, and I've been saying that, like, what, like, think about what's worth going back to. And who's worth going back to in your life? You know, maybe there were things that you had to shed because of this pandemic um, in going into quarantine, maybe, and those, maybe those were people, maybe those were friends, maybe those were coworkers, whatever those things were that you had to, to separate from, but maybe you've seen your life improve because you had to shed those people or those things or whatever, you know, take a long, hard look at that because you can use this time as a clean slate to go into something that's better for you, that enhances your life. 
And, and yeah. I, I don't think it's all bad what's going on. I mean, obviously we've been through a lot of bad, but I think there is a way to look for the good. You know, Michelle Obama was doing an interview a couple months ago and man, she was talking about this darkness versus light thing. And it was so impactful what she was saying. You know, she was like, look, all we see around us is darkness. And it goes back to the the saying, which I think was Mahatma Gandhi, could be wrong on that, but talking about, you know, that be the light you want to see in the world. And she took that and ran with it. Meaning if all you see around you is darkness, then reach out and do something kind because it starts the process. Because if I go and I say something kind to someone, even if it's just a text message to a friend like you, that's like, hey, thinking about you, love you, brother, whatever then maybe that will start a trickle effect. Maybe you will turn to somebody you love and feel the love for me and pass it on to them. And this, she just went on this gorgeous, you know, unscripted because she's Michelle and that's what she does. Beautiful speech about, you know, putting light out into the world. And it was so, it was so incredible, but it wasn't ignoring the darkness. It was trying to like accept it. What you and I have talked about several times, accept it and then change it. Put, yep. put light onto the darkness and try to change it and turn from it, learn from it and turn from it. And I think that is maybe the lesson and it rhymes. So it makes it more impactful. <laughs> learn from it and turn from <laughs> it. Everything's better when it rhymes. <laughs> it's always better when it rhymes. <laughs> it's more impactful. So I, I got a lot out of that. And I think that it's a good lesson to learn from. And I'm not going to take credit from it because it was Michelle. Well, something super powerful there. And I think, I mean, this is another thing that where you impress me and, you know, it just, it's so impactful to me, the idea of leading by example. And, you know, through this past year plus, I have found, I, I mean, I still am to an extent, but I'm a big get on my soapboxer and like, you know, angrily shout at the world. Yeah. And I have found that while my already active audience responds well, it excludes the huge portion of the world that I'm trying to change. I don't know if I'm trying to change the world. That might be a yeah. bit, but you know what I'm saying? Like it it's the whole preaching the, to the choir thing. Exactly. And like, you know, I'm just shouting to the people that already agree and have really seen more engagement from those where there's maybe differing opinions and have seen more just general benefit by just trying to lead by example and trying to be the things that I want to see in other people. And whether it's as simple as trying to be a good friend to someone like you Mm -hmm. or trying to be a loving, compassionate partner. Um, trying to be a good, trying to be a role model for, you know, a young girl to show her that not only adults are good listeners, but adult men will give, you know, a young girl the space to be able to express herself and, you know, flourish, um, you know, what, whether it's, we're talking about, you know, COVID reopening and how people should behave, you know, with whether it's masks or just whatever precautions, really just trying to lead by example. Cause I can shout till I'm blue in the face and believe me, I've done it. I got lots yeah. of things to say, yeah. <laughs> um, but have really seen kind of going back to, you know, what you said from Gandhi and from, and from Michelle, just being that change you want to see and, right. and putting forth the positivity that you're wanting to get back. Mm-hmm. And that has kind of been the turn, you know, that's where I really saw a big turning point just over this, these last months of like having those good conversations with folks that maybe don't share the exact same viewpoint with me, trying to approach it with a little bit more openness uh, and again, embracing some of that darkness, like, okay, I don't, I really don't see where you're coming from. Another example, we've talked about this with, uh, with my mom, you know, talking about some of these things. And I've really kind of turned a corner with trying to approach it, even though we're looking at some stuff from through different lenses, mm-hmm. really trying to approach it with understanding and 
not just yelling back at her. So there's yeah. two voices yelling at each other, but like, all right, the result that I want is a different perspective from her. So yeah. the way to approach that is actually, all right, let's meet in the middle. So we're on common ground. And then we can kind of move together as opposed to just like who can yell louder. And that's the problem with Facebook and social media is just who's yelling louder, who's in all caps. You're absolutely right. And speaking of, you know, your mom, we all have family members and or friends that we don't agree with on, you know, whether it be politics or religion or any number of other hard issues. Um, but just, yeah, louder talking doesn't ever get you anywhere. And we all know that, but we fall into that pattern because it, it is familiar and it's comfortable and it's what we know to do and it's passionate and you get it, you know, all wrapped up in what you care about. And you and I care about so many things so passionately that we're just like, what's so wrong much. with you? I, yeah. I mean, that's how I feel sometimes behind the keyboard. And I know people, you know, that resonates with people because you just feel like, oh, you know, I can't type fast enough and hard enough and loud enough, <laughs> uh, but it just doesn't get us anywhere. And so yeah. coming from, I have focused, oh my God, Mickey, so hard every day in my gratitude journal, come from a place of love, no matter what it is, come from a place of love and people will feel that even if they don't agree with you, if you're coming from a place of love and respect, that's your like starting point. That's your baseline and reaching out from that. It's just, it's much easier on my heart to handle just being frank. And it's also, it seems to work. It seems to at least get you to a place where you can even agree to disagree if it comes to that, you know, it just, we need so much work and I'm not sure that work is going to happen on social media. I've taken it to like, I don't want to come at people. I want to post my loving stuff on my page. And mm -hmm. if they see that and they get the energy off of it, then that's all I can ask for. And that's kind of the route I'm taking with it, I guess I should say. Yeah. I mean, that totally you know makes sense to me. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily go into every of these situations at least, you know, with love, but at least with, I am willing to go, I'm willing to at least put aside my vitriol. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm necessarily coming with love, but I will at least <laughs> shelve the anger to, to come with a place. So that, you know, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would love to go into every situation with that, like open heart, love, I this tried. and that, but, that's but my goal. Them, I'm not saying know, I'm always perfect at it. It's just my goal. Okay. Let's just be real. Yeah. Cause you know, some about. of it, it's like the best I can do is just show up and just listen and not come back with butting heads. And that's, you know, the first step at least to just getting that like, okay, I will at least hear what you're saying and you'll hear what I'm saying. And some of them, you know, like again, with my, with my mom, it really is trying to come with love. You know, here's someone sure. that I know that has done more for me with no gain for themselves than anyone in the world. Exactly. Um, other than, you know, just, just being my mom. And that's, I do not, I was taking that for granted. And I think mm -hmm. up to the point where actually we got to this kind of where we kind of split. And it really was that split that made me really kind of look even much deeper and realize that I didn't want to take that for granted. And I really wanted that closeness again with someone that does love me so much and does want to have that, at least we don't have to see things exactly eye to eye, but have that common ground where we can at least share what it is that we disagree on. As opposed to, again, just yelling voices at each other, you know, at least we're like, we're, we're exchanging things instead of just like hucking grenades at each other. That's so true though. I mean, that's very, that's a very real talk, no BS way to, to say it. And I think a lot of people realize that inside of the pandemic, you know, that there were relationships that they were taking for granted or relationships that they could very easily lo lose if they went down that, if they continued down that path uh, and then hopefully pulled back or are starting to pull back from it. You know, we did gain something in the pandemic, Mickey, and uh, a friendship with you is at the top of my list of the things that oddly came out of nowhere in a pandemic. I met this person in a, 
in a computer who I will meet soon because <laughs> we're all vaccinated now. So we actually yeah. can meet. That's so exciting. So we're going to have like a double date, a family a day of some sort with our families. Uh, but I just, I really wanted to get you on the podcast because you really are, you're a point of clarity for me as a friend. You know, I know if I just need a no BS answer to something or like just kind of hash something out, you're always there. Like I'm going to go into the trenches with you, we'll figure <laughs> this out. And I appreciate that. So thank you uh, for being that for me. Absolutely. I'll, I'll never bullshit you. You know, that's that. right. I love it. I love it. And that's, that's what I want to be about on this podcast, you know, to just flush yep. stuff out and uh, the toxic positivity thing. I really wanted to talk to you about because it's uh, you know, it, it's something that gets thrown around a lot. And I think we all need to kind of understand what that means and diving deep into our darkness is super helpful and it can make you appreciate the light even more, I think. Totally. And you've been such a good kind of foil for me on that level too, where I tend to air a little bit, maybe as much as I try and find positivity, I'm real quick to air on the side of the dark. Yeah. And so, you know, having someone like you that, you know, I can relate to on such a strong, like just deep, deep level. Like, I feel like we are so good for each other in that, like we bring each other, we center each other. And I exactly. think when I start to kind of drift off, whether it's, you know, more good, more bad, whatever, just starting to just kind of drift from really kind of where, you know, where our sh- sort of shared true center is, what our objectives mm. is, what we're talking about, whatever, you know, you really, you, you snap me back kind of to, to reality. And I think uh, that's, you know, one aspect of our relationship that's, that's so special is that we do feel comfortable just being so honest with each other and, you know, really kind of in each other's face, but in a good way, in a like, I'm really listening. I am really present right. and I'm really vulnerable when we're talking, like we're in it. And, yes. uh, you know, I really appreciate you. You kind of, you put my feet back on the ground sometimes, whether it's, you know, I'm getting more negative than I need to be, or maybe unnecessarily positive and like, you know, head in the clouds. And, uh, and yes. I think, you know, I really appreciate what you bring to my life in, in many aspects, but particularly in that. And, uh, and I hope I do the same for you. You definitely do. Promise me that you'll come back on the podcast and we can hash out some more stuff. hundred percent. Thank you for and having me. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say anything, say anything, but a tease is, is you and I are working on some sort of secret project that eventually people right. will know about. And that's where we're going to leave it. <laughs> Right. We're going to leave it right there for the podcast today. Uh, if people want to find you online and find out more about your record label and all the things that you do, where they should, should they find you? Uh, you can go to brokenclover.com. That's for the record label. Um, I've got a booking agency called Ivy Agency, and uh, we're working on the website right now, but you can look it up on Facebook uh, just under Ivy Agency. And then um, The Lost Church, uh, we're a venue in San Francisco that I manage. And so you can also go to thelostchurch.org. Those are the kind of the three places to... Uh, Stay up on what I'm working on. And there you have it. I hope you gained something from that conversation. As I told you, Mickey is a very cool dude, very level-headed, and I super appreciate the role he plays in my life. And I hope if you found this episode interesting or any episode of this podcast interesting that you'll share it with people that you love. Uh, You know, on social media, you could take a screenshot or just, you know, text it to a friend and say, hey, I think you could get something out of this. I would super appreciate it. And, you know, all the things, subscribe, rate, and review, that is appreciated as well. If you ever want to connect with me, of course you can. On social media, I live mostly on Instagram at Chastalyn, C-H-A-S-T-A-L-Y-N-N. And you can always email me your personal thoughts. Nothing makes me more happy and excited to see an email come in from you guys. So air at gmail.com. I will chat with you next week. And until then, remember, rock your life.